We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Mile High Insiders with Nick Kendall and Luke Patterson. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Now, it's time to find out what's going on behind the walls of UC Health Training Center. What is up, Broncos country? It's Wednesday night, which means it's time for another edition of Mile High Insiders with Thomas Hall, Scott Kennedy, and yours truly, Luke Patterson. Really pumped to see everybody in the chat long before the show even starts, man. That's always cool because, you know, Broncos country wants to get to the news of the day involving their quarterback, one Russell Wilson. seems like Russ, he's always got a story out there, right? There's always something to talk about with a big name quarterback like Russell Wilson. You've got NFL free agency, which is continuing to march on second and third waves. NFL uh, draft right around the corner, right? Less than a month. I mean, time is flying by, Tom. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy, man. It it really is. It's it. Well, I think part of it has to do with the fact that the legal tampering period actually kicked off free agency before we actually should have kicked (laughs) off free agency. So everything was done before free agency was officially underway. So uh, that was a kind of a bummer for me. I actually liked it the old way when they had to sneak around and tamper and not uh, actually. uh, (laughs) actually do it legally (laughs) hey man if you like tampering the nfl is still the place for you because monitoring this jets Packers situation like the rest of the world is with aaron Rodgers and trying to figure out who has the leverage who doesn't have the leverage i'm reading articles and watching different streams and in which folks are suggesting aaron Rodgers, if he's not dealt before the nfl draft or even after is going to hold some of these private passing academies and a way to try to work with his teammates with the jets even though they're not officially teammates i mean tampering goes down it happens yeah. um it's the nfl baby if you ain't cheating you ain't trying <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad that uh, we are not sitting here with the Aaron Rodgers saga again this time. So, yeah, thanks, Dylan. (laughs) Thanks for coming in and reminding everybody to hit the like button, share on all platforms, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your family, and, uh, you know, keep it rocking and rolling here at Mile High Insiders. Boom. Dylan Von Arks, one of our guys, always appreciate his support, what he does for us, the channel, and the team. we got an Aloha Gents. From Patrick Wiltsey, aloha from, uh, I imagine, Hawaii. That's pretty cool. Uh, 
Broncos country, man. It's a state of being, not a geographical location. That's our catchphrase, our mission statement, if you will, here at Mile High Huddle. And uh, Broncos country, they want to get it going. So let's say hello to everybody. Ernie Mays, good friend of the show. Hello, Luke and Thomas and Scott. Go Broncos country, but only Broncos country. That's right. The rest of those teams, <laughs> we don't need none of that. And I'm sure Ernie loved our guy, Sean Payton, before the Super Bowl, right? Like, we're not rooting for the Chiefs. We don't want anyone to win in our division. That's my guy, Ernie, with some Sean Payton vibes. That's right. Yeah, yeah, I, I heard that earlier on a, on a show earlier this week, and uh, Ernie was saying that again. Man, it. Uh, I am I'm one of those believers. You have one favorite, and the rest you can't like. That's that's my <laughs> that's the way I do it. Yeah. You have one favorite. That's it. Well, and I think it changes over time as you grow up, as you mature. I can remember being a kid and wanting to say I was a fan of a team like, let's say, the Tampa Bay Bucks when they played the Raiders. Right. Just because I hated the Raiders so much. I thought the Bucks new uniforms looked cool. They had, you know, some Warren Saps, some really colorful personality. John Lynch they had a really, really good defense. And so I'm like, oh, maybe I'm a Bucks fan. Not really. I just really liked that logo. And I think I even had a hat for a little while. But as I mature slowly i know crazy but uh less and less of other fan bases and stuff like that maybe casual viewership but i don't claim anything else that's right and we got michael coming in the man michael ronquillo saying good evening luke and thomas hall on mile high insiders go broncos and buckham and he has this nice hat thomas hall and i actually like this hat but i didn't realize until i sat down yeah. show him the magic trick a green inside of the brim so my green screen it, yeah it's pretty strange but you know if you wear it normally during the day that's not going to happen just if you're at a green screen so if i look funny that's what it is it's i got this weird hat thing going on oh the hat's looking good baby if you want to get a hat a shirt a coffee mug any of our mhh merch head on over to mhhmerch.com and get your swag on there a lot of cool stuff for guys, gals, babies, kids. I mean, we got everybody covered. All of our podcasts are well represented with awesome threads. We've got our new Buckham T-shirt that our guy Mike really, really loves, and it's cool to see our our folks in the uh, gear, the MHH gear, all over town, all over training camp, wherever we go. It's awesome. Michaela, good friend of the show. Good evening, guys. Glad you're back, Luke. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. I'm glad to be back. It is an exciting time here in broncos country we've got a new head coach we've got russell wilson news apparently uh russell wilson had some sort of off-season procedure that ian rapaport had let out earlier today we're going to get into that here in just a few minutes the quarterback should be fine for 2023 moving forward we're going to talk about what that procedure was what does it mean did it have anything to do with his performance we will get to it, but I appreciate everybody's support, and we've got a strong, strong group in the house tonight. David Yonkin's been active in there saying hello to Michaela and the rest of our MHH Super Chat superstars. Albert Knoppers, howdy. How you doing, buddy? Hopefully you're doing well. Hopefully everybody had an awesome St. Paddy's as well. I'm a huge St. Paddy's guy. I love corned beef, taters, Guinness, JMO, all of it. Sign me up. Um, but I don't know that magic hat with the hats on that you might've got me after a couple Guinnesses, you know, with that hat and that back screen with, with some real magic, <laughs> some voodoo magic on St. Patty's yeah. day. Cause I love it. Yeah. It is kind of strange. I kind of keep looking at myself like what's wrong with, why does my head keep kind of disappearing under my hat? But you know, whatever. Hey, magic I, I, got, I, I love the hat. Got to show it off. People, you know, go to the merch store and get one mile high insiders. I mean, this show has been going for what? Through two, three years now. So, yeah, 
you know, just getting just getting started now that I'm uh, I'm on. <laughs> yeah, no, we're happy to have you, buddy. And of course, news of the day: Albert, Gage, Mike, Michaela, everybody in there. Patrick, Ian Rappaport tweeted out at nine thirteen this morning. Broncos quarterback Russell Wilson had arthroscopic surgery on his right knee following the 2022 season, a procedure to fix an issue that had nagged him for a few seasons. He is back working out and throwing after the minor scope and should be fine for OTAs. He'll be at full health for 2023. Now, before I get to your reaction, I'm just going to say I was surprised. Um, I didn't think it was a dramatic story but it was very well kept under wraps over there at uc health training center something that's not particularly surprising for the way george payton and sean payton operate but russell wilson for him to keep a secret this juicy for so long i mean i have to say i'm a little impressed tom yeah it's it's kind of the new thing right in broncos country nobody knows anything nobody gets nobody gets wind of anything and they just kind of you know, keep it all under wraps. I, I was a little surprised too that because I mean, it sounds like it's been going on for multiple seasons, not just this season. So yeah, I, I, yeah, surprise. Yeah, Mike Cliss hopped in there, tagged himself in, just like Cliss usually does. Because Cliss, obviously, um, nobody's more in the know than a few people, and I consider those few people like Mike Cliss, Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport. You know, those are some big fish, very close to the Bronco. James Palmer, if you want to throw him in there, I mean, there are lots and lots of folks close to the Denver Broncos, but. Um, Mike Cliss hopped in there on Twitter at Mike Cliss for nine news and said, quote, this was not an injury. It was a nagging discomfort. So like you had mentioned, this is something Russ has been playing with reportedly for a few years. Um, it was the same day outpatient procedure. They ran a scope through his knee. He was walking the next day uh, looking at pictures. If you've got Instagram or any sort of social media, it does look like Russ is looking lean and trim right now, too. Now, this supposedly happened two months ago, Mike Cliss said in that very tweet. So that puts it at January. Like I'm, I'm thinking the season ended, and Russ is like, "It's time to get right. How do I get right? Let's scope this knee, and then let's start shredding some weight." We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, I think the injuries definitely, you know, I, I don't care what anybody says about he's washed or whatever. Injuries play a part in performance. And, you know, if he was, if he had a knee injury, he had a shoulder injury, he had a hip injury. I mean, you know, I mean, that's going to, that's going to affect your performance. So I'm glad that he is coming back healthy and ready to roll. Mm, Lawrence Rivera, healthy and ready to roll. Hope you're doing well, buddy. I saw some, Lawrence was enjoying some, uh, some nasty weather earlier. I think some snow up in the mountains. I saw a picture on Facebook. Hopefully you're doing well, Lawrence. What's up guys. I got grilled. For saying that Cam Newton would be a good backup for Russell Wilson. I mean, he's bigger, he weighs more, and he's basically Russell Wilson, but a bigger version. Now, Lawrence coming in with some Cam Newton shout out and love because Cam Newton threw today. Yes, he threw today at a college pro day for his little brother, who was a wide receiver at Auburn, transferred out of Auburn to a smaller school, came back to run routes for big brother at Auburn and kind of a weird, bizarre story. And I'm sure everybody else saw Cam Newton's out there saying, ain't no way 32 other guys better than me cleaning it up a little bit for the podcasting. But Lawrence, I am one of those guys. I'm going to call you crazy. I'm not going to grill you or anything like that. Uh, but the time has come and gone for Mr. Cam Newton. Now I am totally for a grown man chasing his dreams and never quitting on those dreams. I'm there, but it's not going to happen at least this season, I don't think he spent a whole year outside of football. He's had some injury issues, if we're being honest, for the duration of his career. He was an outstanding player. Von Miller ruined him. Yeah, he hasn't really been the same since 2015. And, and I'll tell you, the the same knock that people have been saying about Russell Wilson was he holds the ball too long. Well, Cam Newton does the same thing. So I guess... I mean, potentially you could have a similarity there as well, but I, I don't think he has the accuracy anymore. Uh, and I don't think he's, uh, you know, can uh, can play like he used to. So, I mean, as a backup, if you were absolutely desperate, yeah, I mean, you, you might you might want to take a shot at him, but they've got Stidham. There's no reason to go after Cam Newton. No. Uh, and you know what? It's cool, I guess, if you want to see brothers at a pro day together. Uh, maybe. I don't know if that's been done before. Uh, while everybody, I think, you know, like 10 people were watching the Auburn pro day. I was kind of busy checking in on Ohio State. And, you know, bigger fish to fry, so to speak. And there's some real big fish over at Ohio State's pro day. And Lawrence, I love you, man. A great suggestion because he, he's obviously saying, look, backup quarterback. Are we done yet? Is it just going to be Jared Stidham? No, I don't think so. I'm of the opinion they are going to draft a quarterback or try to grab one that's undrafted. Um, Sean Payton has got to have another quarterback waiting in the wings. And what better way to start out your first year as the Broncos head coach than drafting a guy that's not going to have a lot of expectations or a lot of pressure. Naja Altoff always giving us so much love, so much support, beautiful family, saying, hey, brothers, seems like Sean Payton wants to deal one or both starting wide receivers. Do you think he's trying to make a statement or do you think he doesn't believe that they fit this system? Yeah. Thank you. Naja. I appreciate the support. We love, we love it. Uh, when you jump in here, especially when you're giving a super chat, it's awesome. Uh, you know, I, it's, it's interesting. I, I don't think Sean Payton really wants to, I think they're listening to clubs calling, but they haven't dealt him. If they wanted to deal them, they would have done it already. They're waiting. They were waiting for something big, in return and they didn't get it. And so they're happy to have them. But 
I, I wouldn't trade. I mean, I'm of the mind not to trade Judy or Sutton. I mean, this is a year that you've got to, you know, continue with Russell Wilson and he, you know, he's been throwing to them for a year. I, I don't see why they would want to move on from a couple pretty, pretty solid wide receivers. I mean, they had a, you know, sometimes they have their struggles, but uh, under the right uh, coach and with Russell Wilson throwing a little bit better, I think they've got big years in front of them. So I don't know if they want to really get rid of them, but they're listening, I guess. And it really hasn't transpired. I mean, you see everybody that has had interest have, have gone another route because they didn't want to give up no. what the Broncos were asking. Yeah. And on the heels of that comment, I'd like to update everybody. If they haven't already seen it today, the New York jets traded wide receiver, Elijah Moore and a third round draft pick to the Cleveland Browns for a second round pick. Why does that matter? It gives you an idea one of the wide receiver market and what certain guys caliber youth age, what they're going for Two, the Browns are, were supposedly in on the Jerry Judy conversations um, looking to, get another wide receiver. They're not the only team just poking around that have been calling about Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. Uh, these phone calls have happened more than just this off season, uh, especially sure. with Jerry Judy. His name has been floating around for a couple of seasons now. I don't think that Sean Payton is actively trying to get rid of either guy, but I think George Payton, the GM is definitely fielding those phone calls um, and saying, hey, what would you give me? I'm not shopping anybody, but you're more than welcome to make an offer. Now, when it comes to Sean Payton and Jerry Judy, one of my biggest concerns, Jerry Judy does not block ever. <laughs> um, he, he's a route running wide receiver. Uh, he, he's very good at his position and he's very good at running those routes. The type of football player he is, I'm not so sure that fits the Sean Payton system. What do I mean by that? Sean Payton loves to run the football, folks. He loves to run it. Which receivers are going to be blocking for him? You know Tim Patrick's a dog. He's going to block his tail off. Cortland Sutton, I've seen him do it at times as well. It's not that he won't do it. It's that he's not quite proficient at it. Maybe moving on from Zach Azani and getting some different coaches in here will help him. But I think it's important that guys at least take the phone call. Yeah, I mean, I love, the, I love blocking wide receivers. I definitely love them. So, uh, you know... But I'm not going to fault Jerry Judy for not blocking. He's his skill set is something else, and they should utilize his skill set. That I get it. I mean, I love. I remember watching back in the day. I mean, Rod Smith and Ed McCaffrey were some of the greatest uh, yeah. blocking wide receivers of all time, in my opinion. But you know, this is a different league, different game, and Judy has strengths, and they need to play to them. And he's one of the better wide receivers in the league. So get rid of him. Mm, get rid of him. Is because he? Is he? What has he sure. accomplished in the league? Six touch, I mean, nine touchdowns in his career right now. Uh, 2,200 yards. I get it. It's a dependent position, but I would push back a little bit on that. Yes, a coach needs to identify a player's strengths, but it's a telltale sign that, I mean, Jerry Judy's on the field. He's not going to be expected to block. And sure. yet we're going to invest all this money and time and effort into this offensive line and these running backs, right? Samaji P Ryan, those contract details are coming out a little bit. It's a double-edged sword, right? Because you've got to figure out a way to utilize your player strengths while also camouflaging their weaknesses. My biggest question with Jerry Judy, would he be a willing participant in the blocking scheme if asked to block? We don't know if he's been asked to block, really. I mean, so can I sit here and dog him when the man's never been asked to block and he doesn't do particularly well at it? You know what I mean? So these are things that are really, really tough, and they're good questions to ask. And you just we're all trying to figure out how the current Broncos are going to fit into Sean Payton's scheme, at least for this year. 
Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch d- to see that actually because we don't know. You know, we watched right. a dysfunctional offense. <laughs> we watched a dysfunctional offense, that's for sure, last year. Uh, so <laughs> it'll be interesting to see a more functional offense. But I think they'll figure out a way to use him, and hopefully he will. You know, be willing to block. So, Steve mm. Armstrong, thank you for coming in with a super chat. We really appreciate it. Steve, Steve says. Good evening, Luke and Thomas. ABC equals always Broncos country. Not always be closing, always Broncos country. Absolutely. Yeah. Comeback will be sweet. Buckham, uh, DFW, Broncos country, Mile High Lander. Yeah, all Ooh. good, all good. Yeah, we got a DFW. lot of good stuff. Mile Highlander. That's a great one. Highlanders. Yeah. I love uh, yeah, it, Steve. So I, I assume you're talking about the comeback of Russell Wilson. And I do believe it will be yeah. sweet. That's what we're really talking about here. We're talking about his injuries, what affected his play last year. And I, I will tell you this. He didn't suffer major injury. He had nagging injuries, which affected his play. But the good thing about not major injuries is that his he will be able to return to form easier because you look back at all these quarterbacks of the past that had major injuries. I mean, Dan Marino had to wear a special shoe with a uh, brace on it so he could even get out back on the field after he tore his Achilles tendon, right? Had a couple good years after, but that injury just kind of wore him down. He was a shell of his former self when you look at how great he was early in his career and then how how he was in his 30s. So you've got all these players that had major injuries, quarterbacks that couldn't recover. But people that had nagging injuries, they can come back from that, right? He's got his knee scoped. His, you know, his shoulder should be healed up. He should be healthy and ready to roll. So I'm not worried about something bad you know, some bad injury that has occurred like uh, uh, Peyton Manning's neck or anything like that. So I do think his comeback is going to be pretty good. Now, it's important to know in Ian, Ian Rappaport's tweet that he released today saying that Russell Wilson, quote, had arthroscopic surgery on his right knee following the 2022 season. Mike List came out with a tweet immediately after uh, a few hours after saying it wasn't an injury. It's nagging discomfort. Um, whatever it was, it required medical attention. And I don't think it was significant enough that Broncos country should be worried. Both men, Mike Kliss and Ian Rappaport, also tweeted and said he should be fine for 2023. Those are the expectations moving forward. He is throwing. He is working out. He's running. He's cutting. And he looks lean and trim. So you got to feel really good about that. If you want to read more about Ian Rappaport's tweet, um, head on over to milehighhuddle.com. Chad Jensen's got an article right now, and the title of it is Report Russell Wilson Undergoing Offseason Knee Surgery. So they threw a scope in there. It was a quick in and out in one day. Um, that's not to say that it wasn't serious or anything like that. I mean, I'm sure if I was having my knee scoped, I'd have some nerves going into it and would be a big baby. These guys, they're used to that sort of thing. Russ is already seems to be in much better shape. Um, I went back and looked at some of the injuries before we hopped on the show. Now it was reported. He had a, a torn, um, lat in his throwing shoulder. That was October 10th of 2022 and then he had the partially torn hamstring just a week or two later october 23rd of 2022 and now we're fast forwarding to what we think is january of 2022 according to mike Kliss's report that he had this scope done so i think it was really important for russ to work on himself this offseason and that's what he started to do very very early and i think it's going to have massive gains 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I mean, he's a hard worker too. I mean, that you can't say that he wasn't out there trying to to build this this offense even if it was dysfunctional under Hackett uh, with some of his receivers, some rapport. He was, you know, working hard. I think he's a hard worker. You know, as he gets himself healthy, which it seems like he will, you know, he's yeah. going to be back in the gym, back working hard. I I don't, you know, I don't see that as a problem. I don't think it's going to I don't think we have to worry about that. What we really need to worry about is can he get on the same page uh, that he was on before where he could actually read the defense correctly and and throw the ball to the right receiver. That's the that's what we're looking for. Wide receivers, are the Broncos looking for one or looking to trade one? That seems to be uh, at least a story that Broncos country's watching out for, especially our guy Chris, saying, man, maybe we should trade uh, Cortland Sutton for D-Hop. Now, I saw a tweet today, and for whatever it's worth, it's Twitter, right, saying that DeAndre Hopkins is currently fifth to sixth round trade compensation for the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, Man, that that kind of hurts, right? But then when you look at Brandon Cooks and and Dallas Cowboys and the Houston Texans deal, um, you're starting to see what compensation would technically look like for a veteran player a la Cortland Sutton. And then today, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the Jets deal Elijah Moore to the Cleveland Browns, who reportedly were interested in Jerry Judy, and you get a different trade compensation market for a younger wide receiver, first-round guy, right? Uh, the Jets traded Elijah Moore in a third-round pick to the Cleveland Browns for a second-round pick. So while everyone's on Rodgers' watch, we're trying to figure out what the wide receiver market looks like. George Payton, Sean Payton, reportedly talked to Adam Thielen, Alan Lazard. I mean, if they're shopping big free agent wide receivers trying to get them to come to the Mile High City, that's a pretty much telltale sign. They want to upgrade that position and that room. Yeah, I mean, you got to do your due diligence, right? You you have to go out and you have to look at these free agents, see if that you think that they're going to come in for a better deal than what you have. But the way I look at it is, are you going to find someone as good as Sutton in the fifth round if you let him go? Mm. I don't think so. I mean, that's the whole reason why he hasn't mm. been traded, you know? You think you're going to find a player in the fifth round that can— That wears knee braces and gets hurt and cries on Twitter? In the fifth round, that's a pretty tough task. I mean, the probability of hitting on that is pretty low. So if they just want to move the contract like they did with Brandon Cooks and, you know, some of this other stuff, I can see it. But, man, yeah. I mean, I don't I don't want to be going into the season, uh, you know, with another hole in the roster at wide receiver. No. Trading one. Right. But let's not act like Cortland Sutton not being out there is some – uncharted territory for this Denver Broncos offense. I mean, look, I was super pumped when Cortland Sutton came to Denver out of SMU. They've got a painting of a mural of him down there. They, at least they did down in Dallas, Fort Worth. Um, but for whatever reason, man, he he's had some, some tough injury luck, I would say. And I'm happy to see he's not playing with the braces anymore. I like Cortland Sutton. I do. I would rather hang on to a Cortland Sutton than a Jerry Judy strictly because, uh, 
the experience. I, I think he does bring some leadership, but I just don't know how well of a fit Jerry Judy is. What do I value with Jerry Judy above everything else right now? It might surprise you, maybe not. It's that rookie contract and, and being a first rounder. That is what I value in Jerry Judy right now. Can they get that first rounder back? No way. I think if if a team offered that first rounder for Jerry Judy, he'd be gone. He'd be yeah. gone yesterday. I think Sean Payton and George Payton would immediately jump at that opportunity, but we will see. There was a question in here I wanted to get to. Sting String Guy, NFL Draft. I absolutely love it. Let's get to this, Tom, because you evaluate the draft just like Scott and I do, Nick, Eric, Lance, everybody here at MHH. So, Luke, I agree Sean Payton likes to run the ball. Uh, who are you taking at running back in the draft and what round? Man, I like running backs. I do. I, it was one of the funniest things with me and Nick on this show for a couple <laughs> of years because he hated them. I, now, he loves them now. Don't get me wrong. He loves them, and a man is entitled to change their opinion. But he, there was a time, folks, that Nick Kendall hated running backs, especially with premium draft picks, and I can understand why. You can find a lot of really good quality running backs in the later rounds. A guy that I really liked at the Senior Bowl was Roshan Johnson before he broke his hand. Um, the reports are he should be okay with that hand injury moving forward. He would be a late round guy for me. There's some mid round guys like Dwayne McBride out of uh, UAB. That's not bad. I really, really like the Utah kid, Tavian Thomas. There's a USC running back. I mean, these are six seventh round guys that you could probably get that I'm talking about right now. Tom, is there a running back that you would like or a couple running Eric Gray out of Oklahoma? I mean, you've got to somehow supplement the running back room, too, because I like the P. Ryan's signing. I do. But Javante, it's going to take a little while to get big boy up to speed. Well, they have to get another running back in that room. It's just they have to. They, they can't They can't go into the season with an injured Javante Williams and, and Perrine, right? Yeah. And, and then other people who, you know, were are kind of no names, right? I think they have to do something. They should do it in the draft. You know, and I know we uh, people talk a lot about how, you, you know, you can find a running back in the draft. Yes, you can find a running back in the draft in the later rounds. But it's actually harder than people think. You can find somebody that can come in and play, and you sometimes you, you think about all the hits, like oh, Terrell Davis was a hit in the sixth round. You got Pacheco last year. You got all these, you know, people to think about, but you don't. They forget about how many running backs they actually take that don't amount to anything. So it's not it's not easy to find a running back, but they they don't need to find an impact running back. They just have to find somebody who can carry the load, uh, you know, to spell. Uh, to spell uh, Perrine once in a while and then wait until Javante Williams when he comes back and if he's healthy enough to be back. So you don't have to go out and uh, find an impact player running back, but you know, I don't have any names. I'm just hoping that they were well, the one they yeah. select. They actually hit on, right. They find somebody like the chiefs did last year. Everybody's, you know, mad because Broncos could have drafted Pacheco, but he, they didn't. And, uh, you know, the chiefs lucked out, but that, that is kind of what it is. It's luck. So hopefully they, they grab somebody in the, you know, fifth round that they, that actually can carry some of the load. You have memory serves Broncos drafted what Delarian Turner yell instead of Isaiah Pacheco a guy that didn't even, we saw a training camp, Tom, and didn't even make the squad. That's always nice. Made the squad. Right? We, did he, Turner did he make the, the squad? Team? Oh yeah, he's on, he made the oh, team. Okay. Yeah, he didn't play oh. much, but he's on oh, the team. Oh, that's yeah. why. That's why I don't know Jack Blank about <laughs> him. Uh, no, you're right. The Broncos can find a running back. They don't need to spend a lot in the draft. They don't need to move up for anybody or anything like that. And guys, I get it. There are some cool running backs up here. 
you're probably seeing a lot of mocks right now saying, hey, Bijan Robinson might fall to the second round. Could the Broncos trade up to go get him? No, no, no. The Broncos do not need to trade up to go get a running back. They got to address the center position. I've been saving this for a long time, Tom, because I know how much you love Tommy Nalen, a center that you've <laughs> been right. campaigning that should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame for the Absolutely. entire time I've known you. Um, <laughs> man, the Broncos seem to be ignoring this, at least in free agency. I don't know if they're going to bring a guy like Connor McGovern back or, or, or get a second or third wave free agent. But it's all but signaling to me like a Luke Weipler out of Ohio State um, yeah. try to go up and grab a, a center in the second or the third round. Um, what say you? Why haven't the Broncos addressed the center position? Well, I don't know exactly why, but I have a hunch and I wrote about it and I've talked about it. When a new coach comes in, sometimes they see a player that stuck around that wasn't that great, but they th like them early on. So they think that they can you know, resurrect their career, so to speak. So it feels like that's kind of what they're doing with Cushionberry for some reason. LSU Saints, yeah. right? Maybe Sean you know, Payton got fit, to take a look. That's right. He fit the profile coming out of, you know, the draft profile mm. coming out of college that Sean Payton likes, even like though it. he hasn't been very good. They, I just, I don't know. I have this feeling that that's kind of what they're thinking. But regardless of that, they have to draft a center because he is, even if he does kind of pan out and plays fairly well this year, he's an unrestricted free agent next year. So they've yeah. got to make some plans for the future, and they need depth. I mean, I I, I, I don't know about Wattenberg. You know, he doesn't seem like he's, uh, you know, going to be that guy. But at the same time, you also have to look at the rest of the in interior offensive line. They have, besides Wattenberg, the rest of the depth has a combined one game of playing time in the NFL. So they mm. have to go to the interior offensive line in this draft if they don't if they don't do something in free agency. I still think they should bring somebody in from free agency. Uh, you know, a, a yeah. vet who can come in and and play doesn't have to be a starter, but someone that has experience that can come in if need be. But right now they're very thin on the depth. Yeah, you got to go find a dog in the draft, and you scare me when you go through your analytics that tell nothing but the truth. <laughs> not opinion. Now, analytics, they I always say that uh, they're not everything, but they do matter. Right. There are some folks that love pro football focus. It's the only thing they'll ever look at. And then some that love film. It's the only thing they'll ever look at. I think there should be a healthy marriage between yep. there. Right. Because the truth usually falls somewhere in the middle. Um, now, I will say this. When you write an article and you tell me the probability of hitting on a third round offensive lineman, specifically on the interior, and we were talking, you were talking specifically about guards, uh, center uh, over a mile high huddle just about a week or two ago. Um, man, that worries me because I do like the three centers in this class in this third to fourth round areas. You could say fifth if you really want to, but center is a very high demand position i like wipler out of ohio state i like joe tipman out of wisconsin and then john michael schmitz out of minnesota I, I like those three guys but um maybe there's a diamond in the rough that i don't see a lot of cats are out there doing their mock drafts right now doing their due diligence i encourage everybody to go look at it and check out all of our draft coverage over at milehighhuddle.com we've got guys and gals working through the night to bring you guys the best Broncos coverage. And Lawrence coming in here. So you guys kick butt. You kick Thank butt, you. Lawrence. You it's guys awesome. over, yeah, our, our friends, our family, you guys are what allows us to do what we do, which is cover the Denver Broncos who are turning over a new leaf. 
with Sean Payton as head coach. Russell Wilson coming back in 2023 is going to be strong. No more injuries. No more torn lat in the throwing shoulder. No more partially torn hamstring. He got a knee discomfort fixed up apparently in January. Uh, reports from Ian Rappaport and Mike Kliss. You can read all about it over at MahaHuddle.com. It's starting to explain some things just a little bit. Now I can hear already Clayton, our guy, what's up? Thank you so much for your support, Clayton. Clayton, another MHH super chat superstar. It's been with us since the very beginning. Clayton, you keep this show going. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you very much. And, and I just want to go back to one thing. I don't want to paint a terrible picture of drafting an interior lineman. <laughs> I'm talking about the, the probability of an impact you know, someone that's an right. all pro or a pro pro bowler, that type of player is hard to get. But if you just want a body there, you know, you get a 50 50 chance in the third round of hitting on one of them. That's not bad. But then you got someone like Cushenberry, right? He's if a you primary just want starter. A body there. That's Cush, dude. Like, we already have a body there. I like Cush, right? And that's another thing, man. Like, I think sometimes we need to have that conversation, whether it's in football, whether it's at the workplace, whether it's with a recreational sport or club that you're in. You can be a nice guy and be terrible at your job. Sure. And I think that people have a hard time, specifically fans, right? Look, I'll use myself as an example. I've got my orange and blue glasses on, right? A lot like orange and blue view. Uh, I've got my blue and orange glasses on campaigning for Calais Campbell to come home. I need big boy to come home. He should have been a Bronco years ago when he left Arizona. He should have been a Bronco when he left Jacksonville. Well, now he's leaving Baltimore, visiting with Scott's Falcons. And I'm just like, oh, God, I want Calais to come back. I have to sometimes wonder, you know, like, yes, he was productive. Yes, he's a leader. Yes, he's an absolute dog. He's an aging defensive lineman, man. That's not necessarily in his prime. He can still add to a football team. But is it fiscally responsible to bring Calais Campbell in? What what direction are you going in as a defensive line in, in the wake of Draymond Jones leaving? These are questions that we all have to ask and more importantly, the Broncos have to ask themselves and eventually answer. It's not always about being a nice guy, Lloyd Cushenberry. It's not always about being one of the smartest guys in the room, which Lloyd Cushenberry, from everything I'm told, he is very, very proficient on the chalkboard and, and studying in the weight room, everything else. So you can be a nice guy and not be proficient at your position. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to have Campbell here. You know, it's kind of like to me, like back in the day, like Alfred Williams should have been a Bronco. Big Al. Thank you for the orange and blue view. Yeah. Coming on Saturday night. Check it out. That's right. You know, and that's what Campbell was to me. You know, he should have been a Bronco, but he wasn't. But the face the fact. So the Broncos need to add somebody on that defensive line for depth because they lost two starters. They lost, you know, Draymond Jones. They filled that with, with Zach Allen, but they also lost to Sean Williams. He was the starter on the other side. And now they're going to rely on a couple second year players for depth. So Kenningson. maybe it would be prudent to bring in a vet, whether it's Campbell or not. He may want more money, may want a longer term. Oh, he's 36, right? I mean, that's a, you know, he's not really someone you would pay big money for, but you know, you bring him in to help develop those young guys. That's my, that's my feeling. Bring him in. And, and Chris Tyrell saying the same thing would be a great leader in the locker room to help build the culture and winning culture. Yeah. Yeah. Bring him in. If he's not too expensive, he doesn't Pick want a long deal. Bring him in, bring him back home, you know, so to speak. Have him help those two young guys, Henningsen and uh, the other uh, rookie last year, and and you know, see what they what he can do uh, to help them out. I mean, it's a if he can do a one year deal, I'm all for it. Oh, I was gonna try to say his name, and Nick was gonna be proud of me, but I can't. Wuzurike, 
Is that close, Scott? Maybe. Yeah, he's not. He said, all right, I did it. Nick Kendall, that's a shout out to you, buddy. It takes me usually about a year to get some of these guys and their names right. Um, but then again, you know, Tom, you're still calling him Dalton Risner. So we'll, we'll, we'll just wait and see. Guys, speaking of Dalton Risner, Scott's got a really good piece up right now. I encourage everybody to go read. Head on over to at Scout Kennedy. Uh, you can head on over to at Chad Jensen, at Mile High Huddle. We retweeted it as a team as well. It's a really good article talking about Dalton Reisner and maybe why he's not getting some of that love. Albert Breer was referenced in there as well. Uh, some really compelling arguments for and against Dalton Reisner and what's going to happen with the big man in free agency. Uh, Chris, thanks for the support, man. Calais would be awesome here. Uh, and he's coming in here saying some guy named Derek Wolf has been connecting Campbell and VJ live on uh, on his radio show. Yeah, man, that would be absolutely great. You know, like it's uh, that would be a, an awesome story. But the NFL isn't about awesome stories. It's about winning and losing. And the Falcons, I will say this about the Falcons, man, they are in. They are they are going after this this rebuild. They're going to they are in on every deal. Right. I feel like George Payton's saying we're going to be in on every deal. I think the Falcons are in on every deal right now. I think folks should really watch out for Atlanta. Something something's brewing there. Might take a little bit, but it's brewing. Sue Gibson coming in with a very generous 499 super. Thank you so much, Sue. Just because you guys keep us informed and have a great podcast. Hashtag Buckham, hashtag Denver Broncos for life. Well, thank you, Sue. You make the podcast great, just like the rest of the listeners. Yeah, thank you for your generosity. Uh, we really appreciate it here. Uh, so, yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting what the Broncos are going to do with the rest of their depth. We still got to we, we still gotta see them bring some other people in. So my guess is I'd take Prater any day over McManus. Now we're, we're getting into the kickers. All right. Ooh, <laughs> we got some kicker and special teams That's news right. in store. Apparently, yeah, this is going to be the most I've ever talked about a kicker or a punter. Uh, yeah, Riley <laughs> Dixon. Zach's got a, Zach Kelberman, our own. He's got a really good article up at milehighhuddle.com. Riley Dixon has been reunited with the Denver Broncos. Uh, they've got themselves a punter. Goodbye, Corliss Waitman, Watman, whatever it was. Your performance was horrible. Riley Dixon is back. Now, we've asked on this very show about Brandon McManus, and I like where Mike S.'s head is at. A lot of Broncos country's wondering. I mean, hey, you've already got the punter back. Uh, maybe you get a kicker back. And Matt Brader, he's a free agent. Yeah, can you hear me okay? You're All good, right, buddy. Good. I was having a little bit of mic trouble there, but I think I got it fixed. So, yeah, I mean, I love that they brought Riley Dixon back. I was actually upset that they let him go. And actually, I found an old tweet of mine, like, why are you letting Riley Dixon go? The, guys, uh, the guy deserves to stick around. They went with the uh, Marquette King experience, and it ended up costing them. And they've been searching for a punter ever since. So it's glad to see Dixon's back. I actually think that they're going to bring in some sort of competition for McManus after last season. You know, I like the guy, uh, you know, he's good. He's been around since Super Bowl 50. You know, the, there's some nostalgia from that, but he was uh, inaccurate in, in a lot of situations, especially long distance last year. So I think they're going to bring somebody in for uh, at least some competition in camp, if not bringing somebody in to actually replace him. So we'll see. Ooh, Mike coming in here. Uh, I'm sure it's accurate because Michael's down there in Arizona and he's one of, like I say all the time, man, and I will never stop saying it. I don't care if other fan bases get pissed off at me if they hate me. It's at Luke Patterson LP. I could give a rip. But the Denver Broncos fans are the most educated fan base in all of the NFL now. Doesn't mean we always make the smartest decisions, but the most <laughs> educated. And the proof in the pudding, Michael Ronquillo. Matt Prater re-signed with the Arizona Cardinals. So Matt Prater is apparently locked down in Arizona. Good for him. Um, 
I'm curious about Brandon McManus, not only for the efficiency, but let's, let's talk about some of the personality. Sean Payton pretty much came in here and said, this is about law and order. Since then, there haven't been a lot of wiling out tweets from these guys. Um, I don't think you're going to see Jerry Judy tweeting about getting his conditioning in or anything like that. That kind of stuff isn't going to fly with Sean Payton. What do we know about Brandon McManus? He's not your typical NFL kicker. He likes to be heard. He was was slash is, I, I don't know, is still the player rep for the, the Broncos. Um, he's been extremely active in his philanthropy as a member of the Denver community and Colorado community. I love the man. Absolutely. But I do wonder sometimes if his personality is just a little too colorful being a <laughs> kicker for Sean Payton. Yeah. I kind of go back to the, uh, the whole incident with Manning and Vanderjack with him, you know, calling him out kicker. Idiot kicker. <laughs> you don't want your kickers to be out saying too much stuff to get you in trouble. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Leave that to the wide receivers that let them talk. But I don't really care what he says on social media. I mean, it does, you know, it can be kind of irritating, I guess. I don't really care. I care about winning and losing on the field, you know, to a certain extent. I don't want to bring in people that uh, don't deserve to play any longer from uh, their, uh, you know, savory characters. But, you know, if he's out there talking on social media, I don't care. What I want him to do is make field goals when it counts. And he missed a few last season. And the Broncos need to need to rectify that, whether it's bringing competition or fixing McManus's accuracy. Don't you feel like, and real quick before we get to the legendary Gary Leeds Palmer, um, don't you feel like when he misses those kicks, and I get it, they're not always on him. Sometimes it's the snap. Sometimes sure. it's the hold. I feel like he's immediately looking to blame somebody. That's just me. That's just my opinion. He hasn't, I don't, he hasn't openly trashed one of his teammates, thrown him under the bus. He's a very good teammate, but I get the feeling. I get the perspective that he's kind of looking at it. Like that wasn't my fault. He cares, but it's always kind of like that. Aaron Rodgers. Is he the Aaron Rodgers of kickers? <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is a bit odd. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't okay. know what to say to, to whether or not, the thing I don't like uh, about it is how many times he has lobbied to kick a long field goal and then went out and missed. Missed. If you're gonna, oh. if you're gonna talk the talk, right? Go out what? and make the field goal. Don't lobby to make a you know attempt a sixty-three yarder and then go out and miss it. That's just that's just bad. Uh, I don't know. It's bad. bad. It's bad for business. <laughs> you know what's not bad for business? Our guy Gary Leeds Palmer, man. He's another one of our OGs. Man. He's been with us since the beginning, as passionate and diehard orange and blue that you will ever meet. Good to see you, Luke, Thomas, and Scott. Getting old. Hell sleep. Waiting for the show. Laugh out loud. Go Broncos. Hashtag MHH for life. Nah, man, you ain't getting old, Gary. You're getting better, my friend. We are all getting better. We may be getting older, but we're also getting better. The beauty, even if you miss one of these shows right live at 6 p.m mountain every single night seven days a week i mean no subscription nothing crazy like that um the beauty is you can get these podcasts at apple spotify youtube twitch wherever you get your podcast you can listen to them on your own time so do not feel like you are missing out do not feel like mhh has your back i know scott chad and so many of our other team members spend long hours slicing up these podcasts making sure that they're available to you yeah thank you gary it's awesome to see you on here sorry you fell asleep i know how that is i'm actually getting up there in age as well this is a big this is a big year for me I yeah, have a big half century birthday coming Ooh, up. Yeah, yeah uh, when is your birthday, Thomas? So we can all get the countdown going. Yeah, yeah. My my birthday is July second. 
Yeah, it's coming up. Ooh, so. Are you gonna are you gonna be out here? Are you gonna be in the Mile High City for then? I doubt it. Uh, thinking uh, about uh, doing a big kind of, you know, big birthday bash with the family, maybe go to Vegas or something, something fun. Ooh, I don't yeah. know. Something where I can Denver. get stupid. I don't know. <laughs> Who wants to be in Denver when you can go to Las Vegas for a cool birthday party? That's right. No, I that's awesome. Camp, though, so I'm going to be yeah. up at camp. Don't, yeah, for sure. But I, I got to get right. a birthday party in there somewhere. So that's so you and my dad share a birthday. That's my dad. Really? So my, I said yeah. Yeah, props to my dad, Troy Patterson. And I'm going to give a shout-out since we're all about giving shout-outs on the show. If you have somebody that you would like to, us to shout-out, uh, give us a give us a holler in the live stream. We'll throw it up there. My little girl, Layla, she's nine years old, and I'm missing her first-ever volleyball practice. We had a feeling that this would happen. She's moving up, right? So she's in fourth grade. She's playing fifth-grade volleyball starting tonight just because she's an absolute dog on the court. Um, but huge shout out to my little girl. It takes a lot of courage to get out of your comfort zone and push yourself and not be that big fish in the small pond. So if you guys would ever like to give a shout out here on MHI, go ahead and let us know in the comment section and we will give you guys some love. Absolutely. GLP, thank you so much for the support, buddy. You are awesome. I'm sure Gary, Michaela, the gang is going to be out at the MHH meet and greet. I'll try not to break my arm on a Harley Davidson or anything and be out yeah. there myself this year. Uh, Ernie Mays coming in here. The big 5-0 July 2nd. Ernie's not going to let you forget that, man. I mean, Broncos right. country loves you, Tom. I've been seeing all over your three podcasts, man. I mean, used to be one, and now you have three, and everybody just can't get enough of you. So the birthday countdown is on July 2nd for Thomas <laughs> Hall. If you'd like to reach out to Thomas, get at Thomas, at Thomas Hall, NFL on Twitter. If you'd like to reach out to Scott, that's at Scout Kennedy. Yours truly, at Luke Patterson LP. Please be sure to head on over to the mothership at Mile High Huddle and give our pod some love on Twitter, at MHI underscore pod. Um, we got to beef those numbers up, guys. I know we get so many listeners. I see how many downloads we have how many watches we have it doesn't reflect our twitter numbers so we got to beef those numbers up <laughs> speaking of beefing those numbers up be sure to hit up lance sanderson as well i'm going to try to grab uh his actual twitter handle here because our boy got hacked uh yeah. we've got a we've got a communication app that we all use here at mhh and it, it kind of came down right before the show started that lance got hacked he had to scrap his account and start over on a new account and if you'd like to reach out to lance sanderson maha huddle's own that's at lance s underscore mhh um give him some following give him some love because it sucks having to restart your twitter your facebook any of that stuff man give yeah. our guys some love i don't know I, if i if mine got hacked i would just say enough i'd, I'd drop off of twitter for good <laughs> it's it is kind of horrible right i mean like i you know you might have saw i got into some trouble with the seattle fans last week with draymond and i'm not going to get into that right now because i didn't know what a certain thing meant and it turned out it meant something different and you know uh -oh. almost almost got canceled there for a minute but i digress <laughs> we're going to finish up we got another 13 minutes with you here on mhi again the news of the day coming out of um, UC Health Training Center, Mike Liss, Ian Rappaport was first to have it, so give him his credit. Broncos quarterback Russell Wilson had an arthroscopic surgery on his surgery um, on his right knee following the 2022 season. Now, this was a procedure in which a scope went into his knee. It was outpatient. He was able to walk the very next day. He's been training, running, cutting, throwing, looking lean, looking mean. So just kind of interesting when you look at the whole aspect, right? And we talked about his injuries earlier. Uh, he had a torn lat in his throwing shoulder October 10th. 
partially torn hamstring October 23rd. And then he's been playing with this knee discomfort, not knee injury per Mike Liss, knee <laughs> discomfort for a few years. I wanted to ask you this question because I saw it on Twitter. Broncos country, again, very knowledgeable. If Russ's knee was so uncomfortable the past few years, why wouldn't he have taken care of this sooner? That's a good question. Yeah. Maybe he didn't, you know, maybe he just thought he could, you know, it would go away. I don't know. It's like me. I, I'd ignore things until they go That's away. True. And if they don't, then That's I get you know, taken care of. I don't know. You would think he would have. <laughs> but right. uh, I mean, you know, John Elway played his entire college and uh, professional career without an ACL. He never went and got a fix. So, you know, maybe, maybe suck it up, Russ, suck <laughs> it up little fella. No, that's, that's a really good point. I like that you said that. Cause I forget. And I think we all forget about the human element. You're exactly right. You know, you got a twitch in that elbow or something like that. You're not going to go to the doctor right away. I mean, some people might, you know, but not everybody, somebody's going to either wait for it to get worse or wait for it to get better and see if it goes away on its own. I think that's really, really important that you said that. Um, the reason I bring it up is because health is a big issue in any aspect of life. And I do want to offer some thoughts and prayers to former Raiders tight end yeah. Foster Moreau. Now it was revealed today that Foster Moreau took a physical for the new Orleans saints. He was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. And we'll be stepping away from the game for a little bit. I just I can't imagine how scary it is anytime somebody gets that news. And shout out to our own Kathy, one of our MHH Super Chat superstars and friends is going through her own battle right now, as are so many other people. Um, thoughts and prayers to Foster, because one of my first questions, other than, you know, my goodness, I hope he's OK. I hope he's feeling better. You know, how did this get missed? You know, these these injuries get missed and I'm not blaming the Raiders. I'm not blaming their staff or anything like that. I mean, Trent, Trent Williamson, right, with the Niners, he had that freaking Trent Williams. He had that freaking um, golf ball sized tumor in his head yeah. that Washington never picked up. You know what I mean? So, like, it's so important. Get out there. Get checked. If something doesn't feel right, it's worth having that awkward conversation with your doctor if it's going to prolong your life. Yeah. And you have to remember these, these guys are in top physical condition, right? So when, you know, they don't, they probably don't have an ailment until it's really too late. So he's kind of lucky, you know, that this happened, that he had a physical and found it, you know, hopefully it's early, wow. you know, so. Yeah. And yeah. Scott's doubling down on that showing, sharing something in our private chat. I had no idea. This come from Jeff Duncan on Twitter, um, retweeting an Adam Schefter tweet. And Adam had said a debt of gratitude to the Saints medical staff who have now twice detected a serious disease during routine physicals. Apparently a long snapper, um, John Dorenbos, found out he had an aortic aneurysm that required open heart surgery. We know what Jonathan Cooper had to have something fixed with his ticker right before uh, taking the field for the Denver Broncos. I mean, it is so critical that we take care of our health, that we get checked. And, you know, again, tip of the cap to the Saints for hopefully catching um, this ailment, Foster Moreau, very early. It's yeah. heartbreaking when you, when you see people that have to go through this sort of thing. So let us know if we can ever give you a shout-out as well. Um, shout out to Foster Moreau. We're going to keep him in our thoughts and prayers and away we go. But in this time of medicine, things can still get missed, man. And, you know, talking about Russell Wilson's knee, why didn't it get fixed? I mean, we could probably spend a whole show speculating why it didn't get <laughs> fixed. Um, but the important thing is he seems to be healthy moving forward. Those are the expectations for 2023. And I'll leave you with some really uplifting news for Russell Wilson. So please, 
I, you know, you know, I do uh, studies uh, all the time. I, I went back to actually went back to 1945, all the quarterbacks that have pretty much played in the NFL, the AFL, uh, you know, over the years, Russell Wilson is, a, was an elite company, right? So there have been only 36 in the, uh, quarterbacks since 1960 who had four 80th percentile seasons. Russell Wilson's one of them, right? So he's, he had, a, wow. he was on a hall of fame trajectory, right? And he had a bad year. So that could be injuries. That could be, uh, you know, offense wasn't, wasn't right. A lot of injuries on the offensive line. There's a lot of reasons why he had a down season. But most of these quarterbacks who had a down season that weren't majorly injured had a bounce back season. So what I would like to say is expect Russell Wilson to prove all those doubters wrong next year because he's going to have a back back season, bounce back season. He's going to have a better offense. He's going to have a better offensive line. Hopefully their health stays and he's going to be healthy, ready to play. So be prepared for a season that is going to uh, like a rubber band, you know, it's going to bounce back and it's going to, he's going to have a, uh, a very, very good season. And some of these quarterbacks that did have that happen actually bounce back to have one of the best seasons of their career. And sometimes had one of the best seasons in history. So I'm looking forward to Russell Wilson's uh, return mm. in 2023. I like it. A lot of room and news for optimism here in the Mile High City surrounding Russell Wilson. And there's a piece to give Mike credit or Mike List the credit he deserves um, that he dropped today about Mike McGlinchey and some conversations he had with Mike McGlinchey. Why Mike McGlinchey chose the Denver Broncos in free agency, a highly coveted right tackle in that first wave, the highest paid right tackle ever. For the Denver Broncos, Mike McGlinchey out of the University of Notre Dame, uh, he basically said it. And he's like, Sean Payton made it abundantly clear to me that the offensive line was going to be the priority in the offseason. Um, he doubled down when he got Mike Bennett Powers. We're waiting to see what he does in the draft. You've got Garrett Bowles coming back. You've got Quinn Miners for all important, all intensive purposes is, has a good trajectory. At least uh, the jury's out. We're not going to putting him in Canton or anything like that. Um, but Sean Payton, he's got a history of running the football. I said it earlier in the show. And what comes with that? An offensive line that's not only competent, but he feeds those guys. He keeps the big guys happy. And that's not only on the O-line, that's on the D-line too. Something that's very, very important for Sean Payton. Uh, Michaela Israel coming in. What's up, dude? Comeback player of the year, Russell Wilson. I'm calling it right now. Michaela Israel is putting her flag in the ground Mike S is asking Russell Wilson or Tim Patrick it's got to be Russ man Russ is yeah. Russ went through hell we all made fun of him uh we're all sticking by him for the most part here in Broncos country now that Sean Payton's in the house I've won luck Russ has toned it down on social media I know you said you don't care what these guys do on social media. I do and the reason I do is because when you're the franchise quarterback, you can't be out there looking like a clown in your Gucci commercials before the game and all this sort of stuff. If you're winning, go for it. We haven't won in a long time, Russ. A year is a long time to go without winning. And yeah, they won a few games, but whoop de doo The Broncos sucked the last season. They've sucked for a long time. The expectations moving forward are to win football games and to win them now. That's why Sean Payton's here. Sean Payton's not here for, for two years down the road. Maybe the Broncos will be able to split one with the Chiefs. No, 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 no. It's time to move right now. That's why Sean Payton is in Denver, and I can't wait to see it. And when you've got folks like Michaela Israel, I think Derek Wolf is on that one as well, planting their flag saying, all right, 
Russ is going to have the last laugh at the end of the year. And I look back and Russ saying, man, when we look back, it's going to be really special. We're building something special. It's what he said at the end of the last season before Sean Payton got here. I like it. It makes me feel good. Yeah, well, I mean, you you said it. They wouldn't have spent that much money in free agency if they weren't expecting wins next season, right? I mean, they went out now. and spent the money. And kudos to uh, you know the players that took the the deals. They they wanted to be in Denver. They wanted to come to my. They could have taken a similar deal somewhere else. People were after McGlinchey. I'm sure people were after Ben Powers was my favorite pickup. Oh, free agency. an absolute dog. <laughs> So, I mean, they're in it to win, right? They, and they better win next year. Otherwise, there's going to be some, uh, man, and, some very disappointed uh, folks, not just fans, but in that front office and uh, and the ownership. Ben Powers gets away with murder on the gridiron for all intents and purposes, going in like even deep diving some of his college film, man. I mean, people think Quinn Miners is a mauler. Just wait until you meet. And I'm going to call him Bennett powers until he tells me not to call him bennett because when you got i mean like benedict bennett powers or something we got to get a cool nickname for this guy because this guy is going to be putting d linemen and linebackers on their back uh if we're excited about these upgrades imagine russell wilson and i know i know i know a lot of folks are saying man we're not getting any weapons out there like are you kidding me those are two mean, tough, intelligent, smart weapons the Broncos got in Ben Powers and Mike McGlinchey. And don't forget, folks, George Payton, he's trying. John Payton, they're trying. They spoke with Adam Thielen. They spoke with Alan Lazard. They got very close with both of those guys. And it gives me goosebumps even knowing that that's a possibility. That's what you get when you have the richest ownership team in the NFL and a head coach who knows what the hell he wants. Yeah, that's that's the thing. I mean, that that's the problem with Hackett was he didn't know what he didn't know what he was doing. He didn't know how to build a team. He didn't know what he wanted. And uh, uh, you know, now we've got somebody here in Mile High City who knows how to build a team, knows what he wants, and knows how to go out and actually make it happen on the field. And the ownership is backing him. So you know, that's uh, you know, I, I don't care if they spend a bunch of money. And I, I know I always say you can't win the Super Bowl in March or April, but they actually went out and filled some desperately needed gaps in this roster, and they did it with some top players, and that's exciting. That's exciting mm. to me more so than, you know, uh, you know, what was happening last year for sure, and I was excited last year. So we'll we'll see how it and plays out on the field, but it ain't over. excited about it. It ain't over. That's the beauty. Like yeah. it's the free agency is still going on. We're just now starting to figure out what some of these deals mean. I do think it's interesting too. And uh, I'm hearing some chatter. I mean, have you noticed no press conferences for these new players? Yeah. Yeah. Just a, just a change of the times here. Yeah. And I think that comes starting at the top with a new head coach. Uh, enough talking about it we're here to be about it we're gonna have all the press conferences we want out at training camp sean payton is here to work and if you don't get a press conference and you're new to town you better be okay with it when you sign that dotted line i think these guys are all here to work they don't care who's watching they don't care when they need to talk into a microphone these guys are dogs and they're here to work i can't wait to see what happens because the draft it's not even here yet trades are still going to happen i believe the broncos will have at least two trades 
before the draft is all said and done, including in free agency now. I'm talking blockbuster trades. No, I'm not hearing anything, but I'm thinking either they're going to move up or they're going to move one of these wide receivers come hell or high water. Michael Ronquillo getting us on the way out. Great show tonight. Luke Thomas and Scott on the Mile High Insiders. Go Broncos. Buck them. Absolutely love it, man. Thank you so much for all of the support. What a cool, fun show. This hour always goes so damn fast, Tom, especially when Broncos country is out there wiling out in the chat line here. That's right. Yeah. Thanks, Michael. Uh, it's always great to see you here. Thanks for kind of closing out the show for us, saying, uh, saying great show tonight. We really appreciate it. But I'm just going to say one last thing that I think I or actually wish that they would do before free agency is kind of over. Maybe bring in a D lineman like Akeem Hicks. That's all. Uh, that's I'm looking for one, one more, uh, one more solid rotational guy that has experience, and I'm hoping someone like him. So, hey, thank if, you all. If they got Akeem Hicks or Calais Campbell, I don't think you'd hear complaints out of this show. I think, oh, and or both. I mean, keep in mind, too, Broncos country. These guys are going to need camp bodies too. Uh, I'm yeah. not saying that they're just going to go disrespect some old vet and throw him on the practice squad. I'm saying that depth matters. Injuries happen too in the offseason. And not to not to forget, the Broncos have a revamped training staff. They're taking a whole new approach to the training, the nutrition, the rehabilitation, the mental aspect of things. I mean, it's state of the art down there at UC Health Training Center. You've got tons of motivation. Tons of money and a lot of pressure to perform. That's what's going to make the Broncos 2023 season ultimately exciting for the fan base. Guys, we're going to get out of here for Scott, for Tom. I'm Luke. Thank you for joining MHI. Be sure to give us a review. Let us know how we're doing. Head on over to the mothership at Mile Huddle on Twitter. Give us a follow on Twitter at MHI underscore pod and head on over to milehighhuddle.com where you can read all about Russell Wilson's offseason surgery. Thank you. Go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.